penalties. They don't roll back their cover because they're that's just a tricky situation for them. Um, but you'll see. I mean, there are enough people out there that even with cover rolled back, if you look on like LinkedIn, you know, there are certain signs, you know, people say, I worked for the USG, you know, <laughs> like. What's um, the US, oh, the U.S. government? Yeah, the U.S. government, you know, a very generalized yeah. thing on there. So they probably have their cover, their cover rolled back, but um, they're careful not to put details. And we're only allowed to say so much anyways, you know. Right. Even with cover rolled back, all your language has to be approved. It's all mm. very generalized. Nobody knows what you're talking about if you're trying to get a job. So, <laughs> you know. How, how specific is is that when you're like officially leaving the CIA like I'm curious talking to you and Andy like how specific are they with what you are and aren't allowed to talk about and how often do you are you communicating with them like because he's he mentioned that every time he mm-hmm. does something public he has to like have yeah. a correspondence or something right so you're supposed to um it's like anything written yeah. is supposed to go through a review board um, and then they look at all your language that relates to the agency. Um, I mean, like my resume, they picked over every single word and it came back with all kinds of marked out things and then replacements. Like I, it just has to be very general. You can't have any specifics. Um, the biggest concern is revealing like sources and methods. Um, so we don't ever talk about like specific places we went to or um, talk about like specific methodologies that we use um, in, you know, specific trade craft. Um, So yeah, when, when you're generally out and about talking, you just kind of try to stick to the rules because there's only so much review that they can do anyways. So you just try to police yourself Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not divulging anything important, right? What do you think about Edward Snowden living in Russia and being protected mm. by Russia? Oh, Edward Snowden. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously, they know he's ex-CIA, or was he NSA? He was NSA. He was an yeah. NSA contractor. Mm-hmm. I have very strong feelings about Snowden because, so... So I am a fan of whistleblowers, right? Like something, if something is like, like the government can do wrong things. People in the government can, because right, the government is made up of people. So people can be corrupt. People can be shady. Mm -hmm. So of course it's possible Mm -hmm. that something that should not be happening is happening, right? Like something that doesn't have enough oversight. Right. Like, so whistleblowers, great. Like, let's keep things in check. Mm -hmm. I do not see Snowden as a whistleblower. I, he, he, I had other names for him that I will not use. You can use them. I, he, he divulged, um, like class like classified information for for what I consider to be no good reason. If there was something going on that should not have been going on, there is number one a chain of command to follow to report it. You do not just release classified information to the world. And the fact that he went to like I think he ran to Cuba first and then to Russia, like our actual enemies, right? Like we're I think not, you went to Hong Kong. Or Hong, yeah. Chinese. Yeah. I mean, anyways, mm-hmm. like, so, right? So Hong Kong, Russia, not friends, right? So I feel very strongly that maybe he thought he was doing the right thing. My guess is he had a very good handler who convinced him because that's how it works, especially with those types of countries, right? He had a good handler who convinced him he was doing the right thing for his country. He was not doing the right thing for his country. And for me, I was really affected because that data that he, like that data and those programs that he released, like targeters use those. Like I, like, 
Like, I, anybody who thinks that their information is private. What do you mean targeters? So targeters use data, right? Like, that's what I do. That's my job. Like, or was. So targeters use all kinds of data. It's like being a private investigator, like, on crack. Like, because you have access to tons more data um, just because of that government has access to data. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like how, like, if a private investigator goes online and they can see your Facebook page and your Instagram and they can, there's certain things Mm -hmm. that they can find out about you, right? Like, imagine that, like, exponential, right? But that data comes from somewhere. So, like, like Apple and Google will share it. Um, You know, I just... With the government. Right, with the government for a purpose, right? Like, without that, it is very difficult. Like, that information helps us find terrorists. That information helps us stop terrorist attacks. That information helps us find intelligence officers in our country and overseas who are trying to do our country harm, right? Like, that information is not telling me that you are cheating on your wife. Like, if you think that, like, I have huge issues with people and their and privacy <laughs> because, like, if you are, if you are online, mm-hmm. anything digital, if you have a phone or you are online, there is no privacy for you. I, I hate to tell you, like, I don't care what agreement you sign or whatever. It exists. Somebody can hack it. Somebody's collecting it. Mm-hmm. It's being used, whether it's being used by the government to stop terrorists or to collect intelligence for our country, or whether it's being used by marketers to advertise to you. Of a man. And they done took that value away. Um. He got into it with Dr. Umar Johnson. Yeah, he a fraud too. That yeah. well, Dr. Umar Johnson. Yeah, man, y'all know he a fraud. Y'all kind of preach some of the same things though. Well, I ain't begging for money. See, I was yeah, 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 yeah. We now I ain't saying a nigga don't say no real shit, but man, he done been caught with a stripper hoe. Uh, he been begging for money about a school he ain't got built. Uh, yeah, man, he he went. Off on a rampage one time, they thought the nigga was crazy, crazy. Oh, uh, no, man. Uh, I ain't done none of that, homie. Yeah, man, I ain't had a, I ain't flopped yet. Let me just say, that, yeah, I ain't, fly, I, ain't, I ain't flopped yet, man. Yeah, they got to at least let me flop before they, yeah, bash me. But yeah, I ain't flopped yet. But Kevin Samuel and Dr. Umar Johnson, homie, oh, uh, man, they playing on us with that shit, man. Neither one of these men <clears throat> Man, we man, we just watched white folks go to the US Capitol and storm the Capitol. We watch white we watch fat white men climb walls. Oh man, they kill people. Man, them people went up there and done something we ain't never saw ever before in our time of living. And these are the men that I work Do I think I'm smart? Define smart. Like, like the stri- strategic thinker, just like just the, the, the smartest person in the room. No, for some I'm reason, not the I feel like I, I, I don't feel like I'm... Um, I honestly don't feel like I'm that smart in terms of mm-hmm. like um in I don't know, I don't I can't say not intelligent, but there's some things that my mind just doesn't process. So right now, I still don't 100 percent understand how you monetize Twitter, even though you told me. And my mind's trying to follow it. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, okay, you send people to the Banner, but do they pay and you systematize? That's why I feel like you just you look, you see things in pictures. So Wait, in terms can of, you clearly define see things in pictures? All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I gotta tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon. Okay, we created an inner circle. 
We have amazing stories, amazing information, how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together our Patreon. We put together our community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're a like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay. So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is, um, the support is appreciated. Okay, thank you so much. Now back to the episode. So for instance, um, I had a friend. Um, he was never afraid to talk to women. Uh, that was always my thing. I was just, I always take the friend. I just know one's <laughs> a situation, I'm going to take the friend. It's all good. But in his head, he knows how this thing's going to work out. Right. It's almost like a visionary. From- Visionary from walking up, what he's going to say, what she's going to say, how it's going to go, his rebuttal, where they're going to go later. But that's based on experience. That's all that is. You can predict the future where you know what you know. Mm. And that's what happened with your boy. He done been through it so many times, he can already predict the next move. The thing is, I think, so for instance, in these interviews, I never know how they're going to go. We've done hundreds, of, over hundreds of joints. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, even, like, if I'm, if I'm building a business, it's always, like, a real organic thing. Like, we didn't run no ads to the morning meetup. We have, like, hundreds and hundreds of people in it. But literally, day to day, I'm just focusing on delivering today. And I'm 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 trying to get into it now. I look at the numbers and analytics stuff like that, but I just don't. I don't know if I put the whole play together in my head. I just keep walking. Like remember, I asked you. I, okay, I got this product and this product, and I don't know what to do. You're like, well, okay, structure it this way, put it in the funnel. <laughs> this you're gonna run traffic to that, and like, and even after the call, I'm like, all right, I know what I'm gonna do. And then I hang up. I was like, hold on, what he said. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes like, uh, (laughs) that's why I'm saying like smart. But you told me something. We was at a restaurant um, where you were like, yo, you don't even have to be smart. You Mm -hmm. said something like that earlier Mm -hmm. today. Explain that. Do you remember? Yeah. No, I feel like people focus on the wrong thing to be wealthy. And the reality is if you focus on certain key elements, key points, you can accomplish that. One is relationships. If you can master relationships, you'll get opportunities that the normal person would never get because they don't have the relationship. Mm. The second thing is making sure you have the drive to do it, being persistent and consistent. Those three, being consistent and persistent with the right networking skills to build relationships, the people skills, with those three is a combination for wealth. Dang, that's crazy. It's easy. And then by you knowing this information, just hit me. you can utilize it in a way where you have the ups on anybody you meet because, or that's trying to do the same thing you're trying to do because you understand that that's what you need. Because the information is going to come based on a relationship. If right now I wanted to start Let's say an e-com brand, and I knew nothing about e-commerce. I can call one of my relationships, and now I know everything. Because he's just going to tell me. 
And then you'll consistently work at it and be persistent once things don't go well. You God, and it just hit me because the same example that I was using like with this podcast, I, those are the only three things I have. I'm consistently dropping every single week. I'm persistent. I'm, I'm going to get the interviews. And I'm, I'm just focused on good relationships. Done. Dang, that's genius. You are smart. <laughs> <laughs> just, seriously. So now if you think about it, like we built our relationship, right? You decided you have morning meetup. You want to create more products to add more value to your audience. What we did, we got on a call, gave you my time, and you, like, we mapped out something crucial. Mm-hmm. But you didn't know that before the call. Because your habits create your character, and your character determines your destiny. As we learned from our mutual mentor, you know what I'm saying? Like, success could, will take you there, but your character, your gifts and talents will take you there, but your character will keep you there. Mm-hmm. But it all starts right here inside the mind, so we got to have a strong belief system. Because I remember when we used to school, you would see the little posters that say, if you believe it, you can achieve it. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's facts. That was a bar. We thought it was corny. We thought it was cliche, but that's real. That's real. So when I began to believe I could do these type of numbers, when I began to believe I could travel the world, bro, my wife looking for homes down in South Africa. I was like, boo, come on, boo. She's like, oh, you don't believe? I was like, I had to check myself. Like, bro, don't be a hypocrite. Like, do you believe? People got to believe. And so to everybody that's watched us, everybody that's listening right now, like, I need to believe in that power, that purpose, that potential, that society. You God has an amazing plan for your life if you believe. What do I look like trying to, trying to determine where my life going to go. I ain't that smart. I ain't that talented. People talk about a five to 10 year plan. That makes sense. And it sounds good. But for me, I'm not even smart enough to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Right? That's why I wake up at 5 a.m. and I seek the face of God. Like, what you want me to do? What you think is the best play? And then I run that play. Like, that's how people can go to the next level. So it starts with the belief system. And then you got to put that work in every single day. Because my brother Brian, not here no more. And if he was here, he'd be putting that work in. So I felt what I look like feeling tired, what I look like feeling lazy, what I look like talking about what's not comfortable to me. Comfort don't pay bills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we got to be willing to put that work in every single day. So let's go get in. Let's be great. Listen, can't close it out no better than that, yeah. man. Do me a favor. Make sure you follow Jeremy Anderson. Okay. Shoot him in Jason's friend. I'm I'm Jay White's friend that uh, that just drinks and smokes and hangs out. Talk to me. Yeah. Talk to me. Man, do today what others want to have what tomorrow others can't. You have to put in that work today, right, to have that delayed gratification. Now, I never understood that when people was talking to me about it in 2008. But I put in work 30, 60, 90 days, and I reaped the benefits later on. And now I am where I'm at today. So put the work in today, reap the benefits tomorrow. Can't close it out no better than that, man. <laughs> Do me a favor, man. Go get you some social proof. But I need you to follow my boy, my boy Jay White, all right? Um, and I need to see you in the community. But go get you some social proof. I need you to go build something. Put your time, energy, sweat, blood, tears into something. Build something, okay? Use your head. You can go do it. Build something. But then I need you to come back and teach your community how you did what you did, just like Jay White. All right? We are out of here. Peace. And they feel like they don't have time for that. So yeah. how did how did that happen? Well, she was always there. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, right? Oh, so y'all been together yeah, for a minute. Yeah. 20 plus, we've been rocking. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she's always been there. Right. But you got to remember, too, I'm not physically going anywhere to do anything. I'm, I'm sitting here at the kitchen table on the computer, right? And I'm giving myself two, three hours to knock some stuff out, and then I got the rest of the day to do whatever. I've always kept that sense of I don't want to just be 24-7 hustling, mm. right? I've always kept that mentality. I'm a, I'm a hustle, but when I'm hustling, I'm giving it 2,000%. But when I cut it off, now I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm Jay White, first name love. I'm, I'm out here. You so, really work three, four hours a day? Might be like five. What does a normal day look like for you in terms of business, in terms of work? Uh, reviewing invoices, reviewing proposals. But now I'm on the 
I'm on the teaching side. So now I'm just following up with some of my students. They might have some issues or mm. some questions or whatever the case may be, looking towards the next thing. I got real estate deals too. So right. uh, I, like I said, I just like to knock out everything within three to four hours, five tops. After that, man, I got to chill. Mm. That is a lifestyle right there. But bro. why work hard if throughout the day you're gonna work all day? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we we make good money and we do certain things in the beginning. So on the back half, now we can kind of autopilot and coast it. I'm still, mm. I ain't nobody still trying to work eight hours a day, nine yeah. hours a day. I might well get a job for real. In the beginning, it probably you probably spent more time, right? Because I was learning. Yeah. You didn't I don't, know. I don't got it down yeah. pat. Like, like you said, I don't know. I think I should be looking at this this long. I yeah. think I should wake up early and not go to sleep. Like, I'm right, thinking right. this is how I need to operate, right? But once I got to a certain point, I'm like, man, I'm going to bed, man. Like, I'm right. good. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for me, it took marriage for that because uh, it, when it, just left to my own devices, I'm going to work all day, every mm. day because... One, it's what I'm so accustomed to doing. Okay. Like, you spend years just grinding and working. Like, when you're not working, something's wrong. That's how I feel. But it took me getting married to say, okay, I need to try to wrap up by 5 o'clock, get home by 6. Mm. And what I realized is when I had less time to be productive, I was more productive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of like, because some people, they're going to quit their job and they're like, yo, I'm going to grind all day. Yeah. But if you got, if you can build something in those windows of time. And, con- and concentrate it. Concentrate. And then you super, super heavy because everything you're doing in that time is intentional. You're not wasting a second because you got a hard stop or cutoff time, right? So your three hours, your four hours, or your five to six o'clock, you're going to go hard. Because you know you got a stopping point. Yeah. Like every still, second count. Are you still actively, like, getting contracts? Going for contracts? Yeah, man. We won uh, two this month. So, so so far already, I won six this year. Really? Yeah. But they were sole source. I didn't have to bid. They called me. They said, hey, mm. can you purchase this product for us? I'm when did like, they yeah. start? When did they start? When did they start calling you? Hmm. Probably like 2017. That was real pivotal. Gotcha. Around 2017, yeah. Oh, so then you didn't really have to apply for no contracts. Right. Just- I don't got to bid no more. Now if I bid, it's just to, you know, stay current. So when I'm teaching people, I, I got dope. real-time That's estimation. Yeah. I like the fact that you're still actively in the game. Because yeah. most people, they'll, they're not in the game anymore. Right. They're just teaching. But From the fact pre- that... They're talking from yesteryear. Exactly. And that information ain't always up to date or valid. Because changes. Yeah, right? and it can't help me out today. So I, I speak a lot to the people that, you know, they got all these side hustles. They got all this stuff on the table, but they just like, you know what? I'm going to give this federal government contracting a try. Mm-hmm. And once they tap in, they're like, all right, I'm going to just do this now. Right, right, you know? right. So it's a good feeling. Man. So the, the, you said six contracts this year. Yeah. Uh, or in two this month. Yeah. Tell me about the month. two. Because you said they were talking about ordering a product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wanted to order 150 iPads. It was something real light. That's all I understand. Why do <laughs> they just call Apple? They lazy. That's what I be trying to tell people. The federal government lazy. They can do all this stuff themselves. However, they're mandated. That's this. I call them lazy, but they're mandated to give small businesses, minorities, women-owned, service-disabled veterans. They're mandated to give us a certain percentage of contracts. Are you, you minority-certified? A minority, a woman-owned, right? Is your wife fifty-one percent? No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what was you about to say, bro? What was you about to say something? Documentation got to read well, right? Documentation has to read well. So 51% woman-owned, small business, minority, veteran-owned. I was in the Coast Guard for uh, 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Do you have? Did you do that certification yourself? Because, bro, I've— It's terrible, ain't it? Terrible. It's terrible. 
Yes, I did it myself. But I'm good on the phone. I'm telling you, like I'm, I need somebody I'm a, to just do it for me, bro. I'm amazing on the phone. So I had a lady on the phone the whole time I was filling the thing out. The whole time, because I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I'm frustrated. I'm, I can't figure it out. I'm like going in on her. She like, calm down. I'm gonna help you. I said, are you gonna help me for the duration? Like right, I right, need right. you. <laughs> and she helped me. She helped me out. Do, that, do you give resources like in like for your students on how to get that certification? Yeah, you I have to, man, because all right, here's the first thing. I teach my students certifications don't win you contracts. Mm. I mean, that's just a fact. They don't win you contracts. However, comma. They do help you get into a smaller room to bid against less competition. Mm. It's being used. It's not private. Mm. So when the Snowden thing happened and and a number of people started chiming up and being like, oh, my gosh, look what the government's doing and they're spying on us. We are not spying on you. I'm, you know, if the CIA, first of all, cannot spy on an American. They have to have permission to touch anything American related, like U.S. SIT related. The FBI can. That's their purview, right? Like, they are responsible. If the FBI is watching you, you're probably doing something wrong. If you're doing something wrong and you're worried about your privacy, you should probably stop doing something wrong. <laughs> like, right. if you're selling drugs and you're worried that your privacy is being invaded, you should probably stop selling drugs. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong. Um, yeah, so that's, and, and the CIA is not looking at you, I promise you, unless you are an undercover, like, Chinese intelligence officer. Nobody's looking at your stuff. Nobody's listening to your phone calls. I promise. Right. Well, wasn't his his overall reasoning for doing this was because of the so-called Patriot Act that was enacted after 9-11 was used. And it was actually proven that they were taking transcripts and actually recording and, and actively listening into like millions of Americans phone calls, whether they had any sort of uh, any sort of reason to do it or not. Right. So think about like the easiest way to gather data. Right. So like you have you have a giant bowl of M&Ms here. Right. And I need to get like the green M&M that's in the middle. Like that's the one I'm interested in, is that green right. M&M in the middle. Right. I'm not going to like be able to dig through and find that little green M&M. The fastest way for me to do it is to scoop up your entire bowl of M&Ms and then sift it through a filter, a software program, right? Sift it through until my filter, my software program, pops up that green M&M that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Like that's the most efficient way to do it is to do giant grabs. I'm not really looking for the red m&m or the yellow m&m i don't care about the brown m&m like none of that really matters to me Mm. i'm looking for this one thing and the best way for me to get it is to just do a grab all and sift through it like i'm not actually listening like nobody's listening to all those conversations think about like millions of conversations there are not people out there just listening to conversations. That's not, you know, lit- like, like I said before, right? It's How does an it work office with cubicles, <laughs> like, like office workers. Is it, you know? is it some sort of like AI that's basically like scanning all of these phone calls and text messages looking for keywords or what is it? So I, so I, I couldn't talk about it even if I knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that, you know, the analysis is done by analysts, human beings, right? right. So data, data collection is done the way any company would do data collection, right? I mean, it's just a different, 
a different style, but like Google collects your data, like Apple collects your data, tons of people collect your data. It's all done the same way, right? It's all pulling tons of data. In the end, it's a person, me or somebody else, that's going through that individually, you know, eight and a half hours every weekday, looking for connections, looking for information. You know, there's there's not time. Like, we are very focused, right? Like, we know who we want, and we know how to get there. We are not just idly listening. You know, it's not like when you flip through YouTube and you're just idly watching people. It's not that. Like, well, we have a job. Isn't it also true that we haven't caught any terrorists through the Patriot Act by, by tapping people's phone calls? Hmm. I do not know the answer to that question. Okay. And and I will say that Aiden, maybe you could Google it, maybe find some uh, fake article, <laughs> <laughs> some fake Russian article. Well, I will say that I'm not, I'm not a uh, uh, terrorists caught through the Patriot Act or tapping American phone calls, something like that. Yeah, and I will say that I'm not. I'm not saying that something shouldn't have been done about the Patriot Act, right? Mm -hmm. The Patriot Act was something that came out of Mm 9-11 for a specific purpose. And I think things like that oftentimes, right, because it was broad. So because it was broad and already in use, it's easier to just kind of keep it there. Yeah. So I'm not saying that shouldn't have been reviewed. Because I think that, you know, a policy, particularly if a policy comes out of like a time of war, that needs to be reviewed, right? Like, is it still meeting the purpose? Can we narrow it, right? So that's why I say, you know, I support whistleblowing, right? I support reviewing things that are already in practice because, you know, maybe something that was okay the first three years after 9-11, you know, isn't okay 10 years down the road. Maybe that's unnecessary. Maybe it's reaching too far. Maybe you do a review and you find out that it's not serving its purpose. You're not actually catching terrorists, right? I mean, the information, even if it wasn't carrying, you know, capturing terrorists, probably was good for other t- forms of intelligence that nobody's talking about because mm. nobody cares. Um, doesn't have as much of a like impact when you talk about other forms of intelligence. Right. But yeah, I guess, I mean the, the hard part to, to deal with is the fact that they use something like nine 11 and the, the clever marketing of calling it the quote Patriot act. Damn, nigga, fuck you, nigga. Think y'all gonna scare me and tell me about what y'all gonna do to me? You rape my mama? That's been fuck you, Muslim nigga. You nigga been pedophile for the longest. You nigga been pedophile as long as your religion been in existence, nigga. You nigga been fucking babies and boys and goats and 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 queers as long as Islam been in religion, bitch. I, I used to be one of you niggas, and I and I refused to stop eating pork. So I said, "Fuck you, niggas." Cause I, listen, I sold barbecue four years ago, and the Muslim niggas used to come through, playing like they can taste pork. So one day, I cut the motherfucking chopped beef with pulled pork and served it to Muslim niggas, unbeknownst to them. They didn't know they was eating pork. They were chewing that motherfucking pork. Them motherfucking Muslims can't tell when they taste the motherfucking pork. So I sold them nigga pork for all summer long. Yeah, nigga, now sue me. Yeah, I sold pork till I cut the chopped beef with pulled pork all summer long and not one goddamn Muslim could tell the difference. Because all them bitches is sneaking and eating pork. Or if they ain't eating pork, they suck pussy so they taste buds is thrown off to the pork. 
Yeah, them there. I said, I, I felt good sneaking and selling them niggas $10 chopped beef sandwiches with that pulled pork cut up in it, nigga. Straight disrespecting you, nigga. Yeah, get mad about that, nigga. I did that five years ago. Bitch ass nigga. Yeah. Go try to skirt me on the internet. All you niggas trying to skirt me on the internet. Catch a plane, nigga, and show up in person and make everybody in the city say, say, them niggas out of New York City looking for you, nigga. Say, it's the niggas out of California asking about you. Do that, nigga, bad motherfucker. Make Farrakhan have a million man march down here. He ain't done nothing in the wild no way, for he getting too old anyway. Yeah, he getting too old. And Facebook don't want to hit a motherfucker. Y'all don't know what to do. You can't listen to him. Yeah, we sick of that old nigga anyway. We want to hear from NBA Youngboy. Don't nobody want to hear shit from Farrakhan. We want to hear from Fujiano. We don't want to hear shit from no goddamn Muslim, nigga. You nigga can't rap. Yeah, you nigga stick to provide security at the funerals and, and shaking down rappers. But don't nobody want to hear shit no nigga talking about thumping no Quran. Nigga, we want to hear from Lil Baby. We don't want to hear from you bitch ass Muslim nigga. So shut up, Farrakhan. Don't go inside and talk. Don't come out here and talk. It's a new day, Farrakhan. And don't nobody want to hear no shit about no spaceship go come rescue all us niggas. If a spaceship come right now, I ain't getting on no motherfucking spaceship with no Muslim niggas. I don't trust no Muslim. Mother didn't trust you niggas. I don't trust no nigga that don't eat bacon. And all our life, we was trained and brought up to eat bacon. Any nigga don't eat bacon and suck pussy is an oxymoron to me. Period point blank. I nigga gonna give up bacon instead of putting his motherfucking head between the whole leg and suck up pussy. Nigga, fuck you, nigga. And all you niggas do it. All you Muslim niggas do it. Go quit the pole and suck the pussy. You stupid. You dumb. You ignorant. Fuck you. And fuck your religion, nigga. Yeah, nigga, it's funny to me. It's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, and I don't believe none of you niggas is bad enough to come do nothing to me and let the world see that y'all pussies to the white boy. Y'all didn't do nothing for Tamir Rice. Y'all didn't do nothing for Breonna Taylor. You bitch-ass niggas, Muslim niggas, didn't do nothing for Breonna Taylor. Y'all didn't do nothing for Eric Garner. Y'all let the white boy choke the big old nigga out. The big old nigga got his hands up. He's supposed to have been throwing elbows. Get off me, nigga. Bigger than he was, he let the little bitty white boy jump on his back. Them ain't the kind of nigga we are down here. Them ain't the kind of niggas we are. We ain't just laying down. George Floyd is in Indianapolis. He just laid there and let the nigga put his knee on his neck. Nigga, fishes flop out of water. You ever seen a fish when you get him in the boat? He flopping like a motherfucker. He want to get back in the water. Fuck, that nigga didn't want to live. Dope fiend-ass nigga. That's a dope fiend, ain't it? The nigga died with fentanyl in the system. And the best thing could have happened to him is for him to die. The nigga left his daughter 20 million. That nigga could have lived to be 100 years old. He wouldn't have been able to leave his daughter 20 million. He couldn't have never been able to leave his pretty little daughter 20 million. They done that baby a favor. He wasn't shit. The nigga was in and out of jail. The nigga kicked in a door, boom. That nigga kicked in a motherfucking door. And put a gun to a black woman's belly while she was pregnant, robbing them. How you know that ain't his fate? He wasn't trying to redeem that. He went to making porn with white bitches. The nigga was a porn star. What's like this? So, let me tell you something, Stack Five. Basketball playing ass nigga. 
Big old towel, nigga. Fuck your brother, nigga. And fuck you too, nigga. Say, listen, if he was your brother or he was your nigga, what in the fuck that nigga was doing downtown in Indianapolis with a fake $20 bill? You must have loved that nigga that much. Nigga, I got some people I can go get $20 for, nigga, and I ain't got to go try to pass no $20 bill with no dope fiend nigga and no dope fiend bitch. That or started the process or whatever. Now's the best time in the world to go in and make a deal and patch things back up at the bank, okay? All right, now's the and time. All right. Uh, the um, what was I going to say? That, that well, the three one of the properties might be going. Let's say what happens if it if it goes through a foreclosure. What should I do from there? You know, then you got to try to fight the foreclosure, and she ain't gonna have much of a leg to stand on because all this happened before the COVID. Listen, right. whatever the case, the point is this: you're gonna get a lot further trying to play with the bank than fight with the bank. All right? Now's the time. Now's the perfect time to go in there and make a deal. There could be some kind of assistance available for her. The bank might be able to give her a sweetheart deal and refinance it if there's equity in the house. Uh, they might require you to put some money up. Whatever. You got to go in and make a deal. It's not, nothing's gonna, nothing good's going to happen. Let him sit there if you want. I don't care. Let him sit there if you want. Anyway, the <laughs> point is we got a two-year-old here. Uh, right. The point is you got to get in there and make a deal. And, you know, when you have a problem, you have to fix it. All right? That's, 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 that's all right. there is to it. You need to get a hold of both of those banks and saying, okay, you know, my aunt's elderly. I'm here to try to work with you. You know, bring her with you or get her permission. Whatever it is, get in there and find out what's the best deal the bank is willing to make her right now. All right? Now, do it. Don't waste oh, no time. It's a perfect Those time. Those properties are worth for a, about $3 million. Holy shit. How much does she owe? How much does she owe? She owes about almost close to whatever the value is because she took money out of the house. So is there any equity in it? How much does she owe? Does she owe three million? Maybe like two and a half. Well, what you doing with all the damn money? Where'd all the money go? Um, I don't know. You don't know. I wish you told me. You don't know where two and a half million bucks went. <laughs> anyway, listen. You know, is your is your aunt? It's my grandmother. Your grandmother. All right. You got to step in and take control. This, it is what it is. Listen, you know, you, you go to the bank and say, listen, I, I want to hear help my grandmother. You know, she went through rough times, whatever. I don't know. But you don't even have to explain. Just say, what's the best deal you guys can make us? Let's cut to the bullshit. What's the best deal? How old is your grandmother? 68. All right. Tell him, listen, my grandmother's almost 70 years old. Yeah, I'm here to help you guys and help her. Is what, what can we do? What's the best deal you can put on the table to clean up this situation? All right? That's where you got to, excuse me, that's where you got to start. All right? The, the issue, too, is nobody's paying the rent, too. Well, who's living there? The whole family? Who's living in the houses? Uh, whole families, yeah, like three. Well, well, the one is like a three family. No, more, all three are three family ones. Listen, right now, there's plenty of assistance available for anybody to go get help with their rent. So all three of those houses, whoever they are, should be going and getting some help and pay her some rent money for living there. She needs to go cut a deal with the bank and get it because otherwise you're going to lose that half a million dollars worth of equity. All right? Right, right. You got to mm -hmm. go cut a deal with the bank and everybody that's living in the damn house has to start paying rent. All right? You got to clean up the mess. It's a mess. And you got to step in and clean it up. It's worth 500 grand for you to go in there and clean up grandma's mess. Could be worse. It's a big mess. <laughs> it could be worse. You could be in diapers. Then you really be cleaning up two messes. All right, get in there and yeah. clean the mess up. All right, you can do it. You're a smart guy. Get in there, get on the phone with the banks, 
make a deal. Tell everybody living in the house. Are you living in one of those houses? Tell the truth. Don't lie. No, no, no. Okay. Listen, tell everybody in the house, listen, you got to pay rent. All right? If you don't pay rent, then you got to go and I got to find somebody to pay rent. You're going to lose the freaking houses. Grandma's going to lose the houses if you don't pay rent. She's got to pay the bank. The bank's going to take the house, and then she's going to, uh, God forbid, she passes away, and we get nothing. So anyway, clean up the mess, all right? Get in there and do it. You can do it. All right? Thank you, thank you. All right, thanks. good luck yep, to you. you Take care. It. Thanks. What, also, also, Ben, let me tell you something. Where's your, I never see your wife, Carla. Where's I Carla? Don't I don't know. She's busy. She, you know, my wife's going through a rough time right now. I don't want to get too personal, but, you know, she had to take I on see. two other children in her life to take care of. And, you know, she's really a great person for doing that. She's taking on two other kids that are, you know, family kids, but, you know, it's a lot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, She's got her hands full. She's got this kid's going here. This kid's got to go here. You know, she's going to, you know, different places, daycare, got to go to sports, whatever. But she'll be around. Hey, at least she's home every night. That's all I care about. As long as she's home every night, I'm happy. And she cooks (laughs) dinner every night, I'm good. Otherwise, thanks yeah, for asking, yeah. and uh, take care. Good luck like to you. You need that dinner, Ben. I yeah. don't know what's happening with the gym. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right now, I'm so depressed, I can't even pay attention. But, uh, all right, well, good luck to you. Clean the mess up. Get Grandma straightened out and get that money. Will do, Ben. All right, good Thank luck. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. Thanks. What else you got? Anything else? Yeah, Grandma's in trouble. Eight uh, years without paying? Crazy. Crazy. Man, you know how much money she saved on eight years of two and a half million dollars, and the rate was probably six or seven, eight years ago, or six or five. Holy macaroni! But hey, you can always work a deal out. You know, banks will make deals with you. They don't want the houses. By the time the banks get done with it, uh, five hundred thousand over three houses, about one hundred fifty thousand each house worth of equity. By the time they foreclose on her, go through all the bullshit with the brokers, try to sell a house. Go through the courts. It's not working for them. It's better for the bank to make a deal. It's better for her to make a deal. What do you got? Anything? Nothing. Yeah, David G. Thanks you for the $5. This. You're supposed to do Never came across this motherfucking video. Nigga got me mad like this. You faggot motherfucking bitch. That's what you is, Charleston White. That's what the fuck you is, nigga. Okay? How many times I got to make videos about your bitch ass, nigga? How many times I got to check your bitch ass? I told you, motherfucker, to watch what the fuck you say, you dumb motherfucker. It's a bitch ass nigga. I don't agree with no motherfucking nation of Islam. The reason why I don't agree with them because they don't believe the same thing that the regular Muslims believe. They are not Sunni. Okay? They don't believe what we believe. They don't believe in life after death. They don't believe in judgment day, nigga. The Quran says clearly talks about judgment day and warns you of judgment day, motherfucker. All these books warn a judgment day. Okay? Now you sitting here taking a risk talking about God and saying that he don't exist when you don't know what the fuck is out there in the motherfucking universe, you dumb motherfucker, okay? You ain't been on this motherfucking earth, nigga, no more than 40 or 50 years, you old dolphin looking motherfucker. Probably younger than me. I'm about to be 50 motherfucking years old, nigga. And your ass looks 65, motherfucker. Dolphine ass motherfucker talking all that motherfucking shit. If I don't got nothing good to say about somebody, I'm not going to say nothing at all. If somebody come at me and they got a problem with your bitch ass, then I got to come back and check your dumb ass again. Until you listen to what the fuck people are saying about your stupid ass nigga. Remember, man, we was taught by niggas. What you think niggas used to do when they served white folk? What you think niggas used to do when they served white people, homie, when they was in them kitchens by themselves? And them white folks sitting out there, you think them folks wasn't spitting in their drinks and they food and shit just to get back at them? So I don't trust them people, huh? 
I see how they treat us. So I won't be, you think I'm going to be comfortable to go in there and let them people cook behind there and not let me see it? And they so good, homie. They can duplicate anything. They can, they can, they can make a bootleg Gucci. They can make anything. Nigga, they can make a human. They so smart and sharp. So if you think they can't make rat taste like chicken, if you think them people can't make rat taste like chicken, human meat tastes like pork, they have bought over 80% of America's beef and chicken processing plants. The fuck would they do that for? Why would America sell their beef and their chicken processing plants to China, homie? Them people take our food and send it back to their country and then send it back to us. Before you ask anybody for one thing, make sure you give 10. And be proactive. So many times people, oh, if you need me that, just let me know I'm coming. No, say, yo, I'm here. What you need me to do? Mm, I like that. And, and be intentional about your relationships. Every last thing you do should be intentional. You shouldn't leave your house unless it aligns with your goals. No matter who you're dealing with, it has to make sense. That's the only way you can trim the fat. I say I like I would rather throw away a hundred pennies to get four quarters. Surround yourself around quality people that's gonna help you get to your mission, who think like you, who move like you, who's gonna make sure they push you and motivate you. Cause sometimes who's gonna motivate the motivator? So you got to have those people that's going to be a cheerleader. So when shit hit the fan, you got somebody that's going to support you. When your back is against the wall, you have people that's going to jump and defend you. And just go at it, man. Don't give up to get what you, what you need and what you're looking for. You know, the day that you gave up could have been the day that you made it. I love it, man. Listen, you can't close out a podcast no more, no better than that. Listen, man, go follow my brother Spectacular, man. Do me a favor. Go get you some social proof, man. I want you to go build something, okay? Lock in. Be consistent. Be persistent. Focus on your relationships. This is one of those podcasts you probably need to li just listen to for the whole month, okay? Just listen to it <laughs> because there's so many uh, gems being dropped. So go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something, and I want you to uh, come back to the community and teach them how you did it. We are out of here. Peace. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week? From all across the country, you'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week and I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you... Would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here, okay? The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship, okay? Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book? Every single chapter, every single day, we're growing together, okay? You need the environment to grow in. TheMorningMeetup.com, a dollar. I'm going to give you all this for a dollar. If you want to stay, great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want, all right? TheMorningMeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning.